We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. On taking a back seat and pray and hide and believe that things will be okay in our country. So we are not ashamed of saying that, that we, we encourage our people to get involved. Mama Ria, she has been involved in SAFA and then for many years. Now she felt that she wanted to step in into higher responsibility. I think as a spiritual father and then as a church, you know, it's a right thing for us to say we are behind you. And I know there are many friends who have come here from different organizations and then to come and show you the support. But so that we can hold you accountable, Mama Ria Legausane, because I, we are going to hold you accountable. You know, people, they come and stand, they promise this is what they want to do. It is something else they forget anymore. You've got two minutes. Why do you want to do this? Are you broke? Why, why do you want to do this? One, two. It is still, I don't have COVID, I, I, I promise you. I, I. Why do you want to do this? Before we even pray, why do you want to do this, Mama? Uh, Muruti, I think uh, South Africans will agree with me that there's been an outcry from South Africans that the uh, South African Football Association is not doing well. Okay. And, and we need to change the situation that we are in. We cannot continue to talk about uh, our national team not being part of the 24 countries in Africa, failing just to be in the 24 countries in Africa. But there are a lot of things that are not going well in terms of the resources. I'm saying South African Football Association, it's not about the politicians that are elected there. It is about developing our young boys and girls out there. And that's where our resources must be going. Wow. So it's more about the generation. It's more about our children. Yes, Muruti. I don't want to be point. I, I don't want to like to retire really. The next generation, we must pave this way for the next generation, Muruti. They must not fight. The same fight that we have fought in sport. It's not only in football, in many sporting codes, uh, we, we have struggles. So we need to change that. We need to get back on track. We need to get back on track. Yes. Praise the name. So if you don't mind, would you please stand on your feet? I see some friends are here in Bogotos, the corners. This is all support. You are a powerful woman 
And uh, so we just want to pray for her. Would you please stretch your hands? And this is not a political issue, Basalwan. It's a woman, a mother who just want to serve her nation. And we are saying, Hamba we are not sending you with gifts. We are not sending you. Kaditari, asina zinto, asina manzi, asina ulai, hope restoration. But city, hamba nunkulu nkulu, wako mudimu, atama eliwena. Stretch your hands. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you, mighty God, for Mama Maria. Lord, we know that this is what she wants. She's contesting. That simply means there are other people who are contesting this. Father God, you know the right person for this work. Our role is to pray and to ask because you said we must ask and it shall be given. In the name of Jesus, Father God, favor her. Cover her with your grace. In the name of Jesus, do it your way, my Father. Give her all the wisdom that she would need in the future. Above all that, O oh God, we know that even history, when it is written, this woman will be remembered. That she wanted to stand for this responsibility and she took her stand and to do this in the name of Jesus. We pray, bless her together with her family. Protect her, O oh God, from the evil one. Because now we are living in the world when you want to stand for the good, they can even take your life just because you understand for the good. We stand against that spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. May the good God bless you. We love you, Mama. Because you don't get old. You still look young. You still look beautiful. In Jesus' name. All the best to you, Mama. God bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. And so good to see you, Mama Zim. And Halala. All right. Can I preach now? Is it okay? Can I preach to you? Oh, let me also recognize the friends of my daughter there from University of Pretoria. You know, stand up, stand up, stand up, guys. Stand up from the University of Pretoria. Here they are, the future leaders. God bless you. So what I do every year in Father's Day, I don't just celebrate Father's Day with my own children. I bring kids who do not have fathers. And then I said, come in, let's have a wonderful time together. So that is what I've been doing for some years. I want to encourage any father here, take three or four people and, then, and spend a lunch with them and be father to those children and it will go a long way. I am looking forward to spend time with all of these bunch of beautiful youngsters. As I speak, my boys, they are praying for you guys and then after the service, we're going to have a lot of meat and we're going to have fun together in the name of Jesus. When you are in the house of the Lord, there are no offense in the house of the Lord. There are no offense in the house of the Lord. In my last 25 minutes, allow me to talk to you under this topic, a resilient father. A resilient father on the Father's Day. Most of you, you will agree with me when I say the greatest men in history and in the Bible were not super people. 
but were people of great resilience. These were not super people. These were not angels. But these were people, you know, of great resilience. These are Heslers, fathers of great strength and perseverance. They were not that educated. They were not superheroes. They were just ordinary people who demonstrated resilience and perseverance. When you look at that word, resilience, from the dictionary, I love what Webster Dictionary defined the word resilience. If you are writing down the word resilience, simply means the ability to bounce back from defeat. I love that. The ability to bounce back from defeat, hardships, and discouragement. I love that definition because it does not take hardships away. It does not deny defeats. It does not deny discouragement. You know, it simply says discouragement will come your way. You know, defeat will come your way. Hardship will come your way. But it's not about hardship. It is not about discouragement. It is about the ability to bounce back when you are defeated. Those are the people, you know, I respect in life. Life was not that good, but you were able to bounce back. One definition says, uh, you know, resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. You face difficulties, but you know what you do? You recover quickly. You don't remain in those difficulties. You don't remain in the shadow of death. When you are facing difficulties, you know what? you do you recover quickly i'm not gonna remain here i'm not gonna die in this place but i will rise and move on resilience also means to spring back into shape you know sometimes life can make you shapeless but those who are resilient they spring back into shape but somewhere, somehow you remind yourself and say, no man, this is me. I know who I am. I know whose I am. You begin to, to recover. You come back to your senses. You, you, you take your rightful position even if you are faced with challenges. I love this definition. It says to make a comeback or to recover. I don't know how many of you who watch those old movies, one of my favorite movies as a young person, it was The Terminator. I don't remember the storyline as a Terminator. But there is a statement that I remember from Arnold Schwarzenegger. The guy will be beaten. The guy will be bruised. He will be bleeding in that environment. But he will look at his enemies and say to them, I'll be back. That is what I remember in that movie. I don't remember the storyline. But that statement when he says, I'll be back. And let me tell you, when he says, I'll be back, he's going to come back with a bang. That is what I'm talking about. A father with the spirit of resilience. When life takes you down, you look at life, you look at the devil, and you say, listen to me, Papa. I'll be back. 
back. Yes, you might be here. The divorce was so painful. But you look at life and say, you know what? I will be back. And when you come back, you come back with a bang. Praise the name of Jesus. That is what I'm talking about. That is the attitude you must have in life. Because life, it is not that kind. But you need to look at life and say, no matter when journey, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. You know, I know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you know, you got things so easy. You got things so easy. I look at my wife. My wife, she got things so easy. You know, when she went for a learner's, she just wrote a learner's once. You know, she went for a test. She just passed once. You know, some of us, I passed my trick at the age of 22. It was not even pass. It was that pass feet. Uh, it's not a pass yaw, you have passes. You know, a muna, you are too old. Mago feet, you know, feet alone. That was a type of a pass that I had. I wrote Elena six times. Elena, can you be six times? When I was celebrating that I've got Elena, it test your now. One, two, three, four, five, six. I remember praying a prayer. Seven times is the number of completion. Lord, help me. Seven times It's a number of completion. I need this license. And on the seventh time, I got it. But I remember looking at the inspector. When I failed for the first time, I said to him, I'll be back. Second time, I'll be back. Third time, I'll be back. It doesn't matter how many times you come back. But that is how you live life. When you are down, you look at life and say, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back. Hey, look what the Lord has done today. Look what the Lord has done today. I am preaching to people who passed once. I love this definition. Here's another definition. Resilience simply means to turn things around. But I love this one when it says to disappoint. You see, that for me is the key. You must disappoint your enemies. You must disappoint those who said you will never make it. Disappoint those who thought you will never amount to anything. And you say by the grace of God... You thought when well, you meant this forever, but God has turned this thing around for my own good and for your own good. That is why in life you must never pray for your enemies to die. You don't pray for your enemies to die, but you pray for your enemies to live long so that they can see you succeeding. If they die and the Mangagaboni success, there'll be no glory in the hand of God. There'll be no glory in the eyes of God. Let them live long so that they can see the grace of God in your life, so that they can see the favor of God in your life. Look at somebody next to you and say pray for them to live long
ngiyomthandazela ngifunike ngufa kanjani ufakanjani ungafi don't die now i pray that you should come right so that you can see the work of god the goodness of god in our lives you don't pray for your enemies to die let them live long bashawi had a take baphile bangafi mshaya phile hallelujah talking about a resilient father resilient father you know in the bible there are fathers who demonstrated resilience the scripture is full of these people, even women. But because it's Father's Day, allow me to quote only few fathers. And then the day we spoke, I'll speak about Mother's Day, we're going to talk about women who demonstrated irresilience. But I'm telling you, Father's Day, you had your Mother's Day. Don't be sensitive. You had your Mother's Day. So fathers who demonstrated resilience. The first person that I'm thinking of is the man by the name of Job. The Bible says this man was a devoted man. He loved God. He loved his children. He loved his family. He was also a rich person. He was good to people. But we know that he lost everything. Just like that. But we know that after losing everything in life, he demonstrated resilience by embracing his faith in God. One of the statements that we know about Job is these words when he said, I know my Redeemer lives. He says, I know my Redeemer lives. This is the man who has lost everything, Asriya. He has lost everything, including his own children. And the wife now, she's saying some other stuff, you know, to him to say, why don't you curse this God and die? Because this God is like he has been unfair to you. But this man, he looks at his wife, he looks at his circumstances, he says, I know, I know, my Redeemer lives. Power is in knowing. If you know that God is alive, it doesn't matter what happened next to you. He says, I know my Redeemer lives. Can I tell somebody? I said, this God is still alive, Baselwan. For the mere fact that you are here this morning, it's another sign that this God, he is alive. You know, you survived many things yesterday so that you can come here and listen to this sermon. It is God who has designed this day so that you can be here. I'm talking to you. You wanted to take a rope and hang yourself. And I want to say to you, my dear, just hang in there. Just hang in there. This God, he is still alive. Give him a chance. Give him an opportunity. He's going to reveal himself. And my Bible tells me that God revealed himself. When you read in the book of Job, chapter 42, verse 10, it says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortune and gave him twice as much as he had before. That is the God that we serve. He is able to restore things. And not just restoring, but he's able to give you more than what you have lost before. The other person I'm thinking of here, it is a man by the name of Joshua. The Bible says at the age of 110, when Israel was no longer worshipping God, they decided to worship other gods. This man, he reminded them and said, listen, this God has been so good to us. 
We can't turn our back on him now. But he demonstrated resilience by challenging the elders in Israel. The verse that we all love is in the book of Joshua 24 verse 15. He says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But listen what he says. He says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What a father. What a resilient father. He says, as for me and my house, it doesn't matter how many people, you know, are moving into that direction. Because we are living in a country of democracy. We want to know how many people, you know, are, are actually on this side. And it becomes a right thing because of the number of people. But not with this guy. He says, as for me, because all of us, we have a responsibility for our families. You know, we have a responsibility for our families. He says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I may not have money. I may not have the riches, but I'm going to become that father who is faithful to his God. Even if I can do hard labor, even if I can do hard labor, while there are shortcuts that I can take in life, he says, I refuse the shortcuts. I will serve the Lord together with my family. Even if I suffer, I will rather do it with pride. I want to honor all the fathers this morning who are working hard. It doesn't matter what type of a job you are doing. Even if we are a plumber, even if we are a bricklayer, I honor you, men, this morning. Ladies, young people, come on, let's honor those men who are working hard, who are working hard to bring something on the table for their children and for their families. You are the man. We appreciate you. And do that job with pride. Even if you are digging trenches, dig those trenches with pride. You are a devoted citizen. You are a citizen of a country by doing that. That is something that we honor. But those were the people in the Bible. I think by now you know that there are two people who have influenced my life in a strong way in history. Because I can identify with these people. The first person is Abraham Lincoln, a former president of America. I love him because this man, I can identify with him. Now listen to his story. Because some of you, you know him as a president. But in 1816, his family was forced out of their home and he had to work to support them. In 1818, his mother died. And in 1831, he failed in business. In 1832, ran for state legislature and then we are told he lost. In 1832, the same year, lost his job, wanted to go to law school, but he could not get in. In 1833, he borrowed some money from a friend to begin a business. You know, by the end of the year, he was bankrupt. 
He spent the next 17 years of his life paying off his debt. In 1835, was engaged to be married to his sweetheart. And his sweetheart died. And this man was heartbroken. How many of you know that if this man was a son of a, a Shangani families, the parent would have said, uh -uh. There's a problem here. We must go and consult. My Africa is no consult. Because things were not going right. Especially when he lost, you know, the person that was engaged to. In 1836, this man had a total nervous breakdown. And was in bed for six months. 1838 sought to become speaker of the legislature. He was defeated. 1840 sought to become elector. He was defeated. 1843 ran for Congress. Lost. 1848 ran for re-election to Congress. You know what? Lost again. 1849 sought the job of land officer in his home state. He was rejected. 1850. Four, ran for Senate of the United States, lost. 1856, you know, he sought the vice presidential nomination at his party's national convention, got less than 100 votes. His own party. We are born Allah. Sifele sigisagum profit. Umut aisalum, gabanja, aisalum. Ditapelo, as the seven zahana. Because this is a problem. But you know what? This man did not give up. He demonstrated resilience. In, 15, in 1858, he ran for U.S. Senate again. He lost. 1860 became, in 1860, he became a president of USA. He became a president of USA. Most of us, we celebrate people when they are on top. Sometimes people, they come to you and say, what is the key of your success? into your success. Life does not work like that. Life does not work like that. You need to persevere. Now, after he won, they wanted to... They asked him, what was the key? Tell us what was the secret. Listen to what he said. He said, life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. He says, we get stronger and more resilient. Can I say these words to somebody? I want to say to you, life doesn't get easier. And it will never be easy. Nobody's going to make it easier for you. And life will bring more pain. But you know what we do? We get stronger and more resilient. When you go down, when you are beaten by life, you rise, you move on. One of the quotations that I love by him, he says, I am a slow walker, but never walk back. He says, as much as I walk slow, don't 
misinterpret that. I'm walking slow, but I'm not walking back. Can I encourage somebody here? That your pace might be slow compared to your peers. Don't try to compete with them. Run your own race, the Bible says. Run your own race. Focusing on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. You keep on facing, you keep on focusing on him. Don't go back. Well, the other person inspired me so strong besides Jesus, which is the number one in, you know, inspire of my life. And the other person is Nelson Mandela, a man who demonstrated resilience, you know, who was prisoned for 27 years. I love one of his quotations. He says, do not judge me by my success. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got up again. How many times did you get up in life? Some of you, you just fall once. You want to take a rope and hang yourself. Some of you young people, just because your boyfriend says, I don't want you. For a boy. You want to take a rope and hang yourself. Hey, Wena, let me tell you, Impilo, Imnandi, life is good. Life is good. Just yesterday, I went to this restaurant. I never ate a fish that was so delicious like this. And while I was eating this fish, I was asking myself, why people are killing themselves when life is like this? Nelson Mandela also said it always seems impossible until it's done. It's going to be okay. Just keep on fighting. Just keep on pushing. You know there's a man in the Bible who wrote under the inspiration of God he wrote these words as a form of testimony for us who are living today in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Listen what he says. This is Paul. He says three times, or maybe let's start with this one in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Listen what he says. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. He says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. He says, we are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Strike down, but not destroyed. In chapter 11, in verse 25, listen what it says. He says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled, you know, on many long journey. He says, I faced many danger from rivers and from robbers. He says, I faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. He says, I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas, 
and I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. He says, I have worked hard, verse 27, and long enjoying many sleepless nights. He says, I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. He says, I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing but to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all people or for all churches. Here is the guy going through all this thing. He says, in all these things, I still had a burden for God's people. What a leader. What a man of God. He says, as much as I've gone all through these things, he says, I didn't give up because I was thinking of God's people. I was thinking of the next generation, man. I was thinking of those children who will be born. If I give up now, what's going to happen? You know, in marriage, it is not rosy every day. Some of you, you think your pastor, he, he, you know, he, he, his marriage is from heaven. We, 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 we don't fight sometimes. I don't know how many times I woke up and said, Lord, what have I done? Some of you are laughing at me. You think like that every day. But you know what I do? I said, I'm going to stick to this marriage. I will work on this marriage. Sometimes not for myself, but I'm thinking about you. I said, there are young people who are looking at me as the role model. You know, at this age where I am, Bazelwan, you no longer live for yourself. You live for the next generation. Young man, at this age, you no longer live for yourself. You live for the next generation. Let me close this quickly. How do you demonstrate resilience? How do you demonstrate that? Number one, if you're writing down quickly, remember who you are or remember whose you are. It is very important not to lose your identity in the midst of challenges. Don't lose your identity. Don't lose who, are, who, who, who you are or whose you are. You need to know who is your God. And number two, embrace yourself. Embrace yourself. Or should I say, embrace fatherhood. Embrace fatherhood. The last time I went to this grocery shop and then this girl said, can I help you, Baba? And from nowhere I realized, my daughter, Samu Baba. There was a moment I did not like that. I did not like that. Especially when I was working with my wife and my girls. One way in this shop and this white lady comes to me and say, hey daddy, buy this dress for your daughter. She's referring to my wife. And I said, we want to go. We hasn't said to her. I'm trying to say, Barcelona. I'm saying to you, embrace your fatherhood. There's no need for me to act as if I'm a boy. Some of you who suffer from acting on fun. Hi, Ubaba Wena. Ubaba Omuzi, put that ring on. 
Don't act as if you are a boy. You are the father. Don't act like a teenager. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. There's nothing wrong with the skin genie, but sometimes you forget that you are a father. You are a father, even if you are on that skinny gene. Remember, you are a father. You are a father of many children. Don't allow that skinny gene to deceive you. If you are sitting next to your father, tell them, look at them and say, you are a father. And leave those children alone. Leave those girls alone. Stick to your mama. Because you are a father. Mangiti babona. baboni. baba. Stick to your lane. I'm a father of five. And I'm not ashamed. When people ask me, when I go into this estate, they said, you know, if I'm visiting one of the friends, they said, who, who are you? I said, Nyin daughter, I said, Zuluini, Ubaba Bobantuana by five. I'm not ashamed. I'm a father. And that is why I have allowed this beard to grow. And so that even these girls they could see that this man is old. Some of you Embrace yourself as a father. Number three, embrace changes of life. It has been very hard in South Africa and it will continue to be hard. Cost of living is very expensive. It's very high. Some of you have lost your jobs. I'm not cursing you. Some of you will continue to lose your jobs. But embrace changes. If you are living your life here and you can't afford this life, downgrade. There's nothing wrong to take that car back. There's nothing wrong to take a job like that. If there are no other jobs and these jobs are available so that you can put something on the table. Let's do this job. That is why, mama, I have a problem when you give men money without working. Somewhere, somehow, say, I destroy my daughter. In daughter, I fall into your At least give us a day, not even a day, three hours in a week so that we can give you that 350. So that when you get it, you come back and then you honor that money because you have worked for it. Our girls today, as much as they get this money, instead of honoring it by because you have not worked for it. Why can't we clean our streets and then you get this grant? At least one hour, at least two hours, giving something to your government, giving something back to your country and build something. And when you come back home, you come back with pride. You put that 350 on the table. I said, I have earned it. We buy bread. There's no useless job as long as it puts something on the table and you do it with integrity. I honor you, sir. I honor you, sir. My time is up. My time is up. Persevere amidst all difficulties. Find a way out. And finally, you need to thrive 
amidst difficulties. Life can be tough. Life can be painful. I want you to look at this story of this man. If you thought your problems are too big, I want you to look at this story of this man just for five minutes and we'll close the service. Welcome. Thank you. Let's start with your name, please, sir. My name is Archie Williams. Then where are you from, Archie? I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Right, let's get to know you first of all, Archie, a little bit. Okay. I, uh, I was just incarcerated for 37 years for somebody else's crime. Ooh. DNA freed me. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, my God. On the morning of December the 9th of 1982, a 30-year-old white woman was raped and stabbed in her home. I was arrested on January the 4th. I couldn't believe it was really happening. I knew I was innocent. I didn't commit a crime. But being a poor black kid, I didn't have the economic ability to fight the state of Louisiana. At the trial, none of the fingerprints at the scene matched mine. Three people testified that I was at home, but they wanted somebody to pay. I was sentenced to life in 80 years without the possibility of parole or probation. I was sent to Angola State Penitentiary it was classified as the bloodiest prison in the United States. You had a choice to either be strong or weak. Our church at all. It's his. And we live and move and breathe in his church for his glory.
Jesus is Lord. And that single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church. Only 20. We're just doing our best. You come back home, you are 58. You never enjoyed your teen's life, your youth. But here's the key. This man bounced back. He said, I will disappoint. I will disappoint the enemies. I always say to my girl, my daughters, they said, one of them, she's studying law. Said, my girl, I want you to be a good lawyer. Not a lawyer that will be paid money and to convict people for something that they've not done. Be a good lawyer. Stand for the rights of people. Do what is right in the eyes of God and in the eyes of people. The other thing that came to my spirit, I said, but why should we suffer like this? Why should things happen like that? I just thought I needed to share this with you. If this man did not kill himself, there's no reason for you and I to take a rope and hang ourselves. There is still hope. Once again, just before we close, allow me to take your two minutes, please. Hallelujah. Men, would you please stand? Men, all the men stand. All the men stand. Once again, thank you for coming to church. Thank you. Thank you, young people, for coming to church. Thank you for doing this for this nation. I've got a request. I've got a request. There are many boys and girls out there. Today, they are longing for their fathers. And some of you here, when you were young, you were not ready to be a father. You said to that boy, you are not my child. You are not my daughter. I want you today to take a different stance, man for the sake of our children and for the sake of this generation. We can't have so many homes without fathers, yet the fathers are there. I want you to make a decision today to call that boy, that girl, and say, I'm so sorry that I've not been in your life. But I want you to know that I care about you. You don't have to bring them in your new relationship, in your marriage. It's not even about money. But I want you to take that stance and be a father. Fathering is not money. Fathering is love and availability. I'm asking you, do that. And I want to honor all of you fathers. Some of you are not working. And thank you for not doing crime. Some of you, situation is so hard. But you are still faithful to your marriage. 
May the good God continue to strengthen you. I want to ask our young people to come and sing a song because I want you as a man, two or three men to come to you and give you a hug and say to you, it is not over. And then don't give up. Sing it. Is that okay? I want you to, to go now. Can you go to two or three people, men? Just give them a hug and tell them, don't give up. It's not ending. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. It's only the beginning when God is in it. All things are new. Ooh, Come on, ladies, let's give them encouragement this morning. All things are new. Father, I pray for these men. I speak your grace. I speak your favor in Jesus' name. You may be seated, man. Can I ask you ladies to stand on your feet, please? All of you ladies, if you don't mind. I want to ask you to forgive us. To forgive us as men. We have not treated you well. We have not protected you. We've abused you. Just in January, up to March, 11,000 women have been raped. And it's us men. I want to say to you, we are so sorry. From the bottom of my heart. Because I know the curse that comes with things like that. Please forgive us. Find it in your heart. Married woman, you have experienced a terrible divorce. He left you for a young girl. After so many sacrifices, we are so sorry. Forgive us. Speak like Jesus and say, Forgive us. May you find strength in God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these women. They've gone through many challenges, many pains and sorrows. Strengthen them, oh God. In Jesus' name, embrace them. Ladies, would you please go to two or three ladies? Give them a hug and say, don't give up. Keep on running this race. Just give two or three ladies a hug. No, it's darkest just before dawn. This might be the hardest. Thank you, Jesus. Season you have spirit. Just do it. Come on, come on in the name of No it hurts. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It won't be too long. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Cause you're closer than you think you are. Thank you, Jesus. Closer than you've been before. 
Thank you, Jesus. So look to the sky. So the way. Be certain, ladies. If you are a young star, specifically this time, this is not about us embarrassing you. You are one of those Father's Day, it just brings a pain. You don't have a father. Some of you, you know, he's somewhere there, but it's not available in your life. Would you please stand on your feet? We are not embarrassing you. We just want to pray for the grace of God over your life. Just stand. I want to speak prayer to you. God bless you. If there's somebody standing next to you, would you please stretch your hands towards them? Father, we pray for these youngsters. Father them. May they know that you are the father. Painful as it might be. Lord, when Ankosu Yazi and Kinyakaguna Intandani, we pray, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Church, would you please pray this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you today. Lord Jesus, come to my heart. Be a Lord and the Savior of my life. Devil, from today, you will never, ever rule my life. My life belongs to Jesus, to Jesus alone. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a big hand of praise. Give God a big hand of praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, choir. Thank you, young people. You were amazing this week. Thank you, band. You were amazing. Ashas, everybody. You were amazing. Thank you to all.